Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. If I'm a first-time home buyer, like what, what's the interest rates today? Good, clean credit? You're looking at about rate of 1.4%. 1.4%. 4% on a 25-year mortgage. Hmm. Oh, sh- you got to be kidding me. You can pull little things you can do to is, uh, you know, get registered on the, on the electoral roll. That bumps up your score straight away. You go sky high. So, wait, hold on. I just want to make sure we got yeah, this correct. Yeah, because, you know, voting in America, I mean, it's very important, but yes. it's not increasing our credit. No, it's definitely not. <laughs> That's kind of different. Hey, yo. Speed my rants and gems. Speed my rants and gems. Gems. Y'all can do it, we discover Peace to all the kings and the queens where the mother lie Speed my rants and gems Speed my rants and gems Y'all can do it, we discover Peace to all the kings and the queens where the mother lie Alright guys, welcome back to another episode on location in London. This is the Rants and Gems show. My name is Matt Garland. International MG. In <laughs> <laughs> MLS number 58700, but better known as International MG. All right. Listen, he is not going to let that go. <laughs> at all. I'm not. My name is Kiana Watson, broker extraordinaire, international. International. Hashtag broker. international. Okay. <laughs> and today we have the amazing Sebastian here. Um, Sebastian Newby, he is a mortgage broker here in London. Mm-hmm. We are across the pond, you guys. Yes. Yeah. And um, he actually is a mortgage broker that, let me go back here, <laughs> founder of the New Property Finance, right? Mm-hmm. So he's he's branded, if you guys can't see. See, uh-huh. he's branded. And he is directly authorized mortgage brokerage firm is based here in South London. Mm-hmm. So you grew up in South London, and um, as a teen- teenager, you worked hard to defy the odds, and we love hearing those types of stories. And now, what you're doing is you are educating other people from your neighborhood and throughout London about the importance of home ownership and how you can help them um, finance that dream, right? Exactly that, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so first of all, let's give, before we get started, let's give a big shout out to Stork Restaurant. Yes. Right? We're here at Stork. Um, Mayfair. That's it. Mayfair. Mayfair, London. London. So yeah. make sure when you guys come to London, we're in the heart of London yeah. at Stork. The food, the vibe, 
everything is amazing here so make sure you guys tap in with stalk and uh, we'll put that information in the description of this video too so that way you guys know exactly absolutely where to go, you know hey you guys we are coming to you live from london and we were wondering why aren't, they, why aren't they a part of our community look if you're not part of the ransom gyms gym dropping community you're doing yourself a tremendous disservice we got live events behind the scenes live q a's with our guests you need to be a part of the community. You gotta be a part of this community so you can ask questions to all of our guests, so you can interact with us, vibe with us, get exclusive behind the scenes footage. I mean, we're gonna have everything you need in our community. So y'all stop asking questions on Instagram and join our community so you can get the real answer. Exactly, so link is in the bio. Join the Ransom Gym Certified Gym Dropper community today. Get behind the scenes action, live Q and A's, free access to all of our live pop-ups and the Ransom Gyms live experience tour. So don't wait, don't hesitate. Link in the bio, join today. See you soon, gym droppers. Peace. I, I just wanna say this because I really think it's so great. So we have MG, the mortgage guy here. Mm -hmm. We have Seb, the mortgage guy here. Two mortgage guys. <laughs> Two mortgage guys, right? Uh -huh. It is going to be a great conversation. We are ready to tap into London's um, way of financing real estate. Absolutely. And he has already given us a wealth of knowledge behind the scenes. So tell the people who you are and just really double down on what your purpose is when it comes to your business, New Property Finance. Well, thank you very much for the warm welcome and more importantly, Welcome to the UK. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you for, thank having, for having us. us. No, and you're the reason we're here at Stark Talk. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> so talk to us, Seth. So my name's Sebastian Newby. Um, I'm the founder and director of New Property Finance. Uh, any asset back finance you need in the UK, that's what I do. We specialize across the UK, not just in London, nationwide. Um, my purpose is to give back. You know, I grew up and my mum wanted to get, uh, get on the property ladder. She got wrongly informed from a very early age and that sent her to that she got her house repossessed at a very uh, young age. Mm. That gave her all fire in my belly. You know, I wanted to go out and give people the good advice, what they need to do uh, to get the right advice on when they're gonna get on the property ladder. And you know, years later, look where I am. I'm out here doing it, been doing it for 15 years. Um, and wow. I'm an active investor myself. Um, so when I'm advising clients, I'm also you know, giving advice that I would give. Um, so that's what adds value. Um, I want to sit down and get more and more people, especially from the community and from the areas that I'm from, onto the property ladder, understanding finance. Uh, once you understand it, you can leverage it, scale it, and really grow and pass on generational wealth. Mm. So I want to drop some gems to you guys and give you as much content as possible today. Man, that's amazing. I mean, yes. I, you know, we kind of say the same thing. I say the same thing too. It's like, if you can master finance, like there's two areas in real estate I think are very important, finance and construction right though if you can kind of master those then mm -hmm. you can be super successful mm -hmm. in your real estate venture whatever you want to do in real estate right so it's definitely refreshing to hear that you have that same mentality across the pond you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. across the pond yeah you know so let's start from the beginning right um when did you fall in love with real estate so leaving school i was into soccer football mm -hmm. um i didn't make it as a professional so i was a bit lost at the age of 16 not knowing what to do what direction to head in um, my dad bought a property in Hammersmith, West London, okay. renovated it and earned a lot of money when he refinanced it. Mm -hmm. um, that opened up my eyes and I said, yo, you know, that, that, that's a good way to make money. Um, it wasn't a big thing back then. So a lot of people wasn't into property back then. Um, that got sent me on my journey. So that's back in 2000. Mm -hmm. So from there, um, unfortunately, well, unfortunately, I had a teenage, I was a teenage parent. 
um, from the age of 18, I had a youngster. I had to buck up my ideas, you know, find my way, get the right path. Mm -hmm. um, I went to work for an estate agency. Uh, while in the estate agency, I was thinking, you know, the houses are beautiful. I'm learning how to like, you know, how the property market works. Yeah. But more importantly, who's earning the real money? So I was like, you know, the finance guy. So mm. I went to the back of the office and I spoke to him and said, how does this work? Tell me, tell me about the finance mm. side of it. Uh, he broke it down to me. He said, look, the mortgages, once you understand this, the world's your oyster. So let me ask you, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Let's, let's, start the, let's start the conversation with that. If somebody's watching this, right, they're working for the state or whatever the case may be, they're working a regular job and they mm -hmm. want to now get into the mortgage business mm -hmm. over here in, in, in Europe. How do you go about getting becoming a licensed mortgage awesome. professional? It's a great question. So you have to get what's called a certificate in advice and mortgage practice. So basically because that's a CMAP qualification we call okay. it here in the UK. Um, you can do a home study or you can go on like a five-day uh, course where they actually go in the classroom environment and they teach you the basics. Um, it's a really good, it's important because, you know, if we're giving up, we're, we're giving up assets to people and they need to understand they're getting the right advice, especially being first-time buyers. So that's the um, certification that we have to get as a... a so person. it only takes five days? No, that's a, uh, like a crash course you can go into. Okay. Uh, it can take a lot longer. Um, it's all about how you retain the information. Okay. Um, there's a CMAP 1, CMAP 2, and then CMAP 3 is when you actually give the advice and case studies, real life mm. examples. So that's the testing that you have to go through. That's good. And how much does that cost? Yeah. It costs about fifteen hundred pounds. Okay. Okay. Yeah, to do it all. And so it's not it's not expensive, not yeah. so to speak. Not at all. And it's a it's a great um, career. You know, you've always got the banks to fall back on. You can become an entrepreneur. You can venture into property yourself. You can you know, grow a business as what I have done and scale your business. So there's multiple things you can do once you are obviously qualified. No, that's all, that's awesome. Yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. That's some great information yeah. to know because so many people want to get into the industry and it's always different avenues. You don't just have to be a broker. You don't have to be an agent. Yeah. But actually being the finance guy, being the finance woman, being yes. the finance person, yeah. it will it can change things. Well, and I think people always want to get into real estate, but they always say, I don't have no money. I don't know how to get into real right. estate. I don't know much, but why not just get a job and start a career? Right, get that's licensed. It. You know, we, me and Keanu are both licensed professionals back in the right. states. So we preach this: mm -hmm. look, get licensed, mm -hmm. make some money because it's a stream of income, and it can help you become an investor. Correct, honestly. honestly. And for people that want to, you know, have families and grow and scale their businesses, it's a great opportunity to do it as well. So I always urge people, you know. People see me and they think it's, it's easy. I do make it look easy because I'm, I'm experienced. I I've like that. You time. make it look that, easy. <laughs> wait a minute. The key word, I make it look easy because I'm experienced. Yes. Let's just say that one more yes. time because yes. a lot of people miss that one little part. Yeah. Um, of course, we all started off as like amateurs. Like Absolutely. everybody was an amateur. And at one point, you pro it probably wasn't easy. It didn't look easy. But now you're able to make it look easy and handle objective in the background. 100%. Speaking of that, speaking of challenges in your industry, um, let's just talk about like when you are working with like your primary primary um, what is it demographic of people that you're working with right now. Um, what are some challenges that they are facing when it comes to finance? So a lot of the time it's credit, 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 credit. Um, quick rant here. So I always try to say to people, you know, understand the whole credit side of things. If you understand credit, you can start scaling, you can leverage, and you can really fast track your pro property journey. Um, I always say to people, you know, your credit report is your financial CV. Look after it. Um, the more you look after it, the more it's going to help you as you get, get on and try and grow in your business. Mm -hmm. So that's a big, big thing for me about understanding the credit. That's the, 
So let's talk about credit, right? Mm -hmm. So in America, we use three credit bureaus, TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian. Do mm -hmm. you guys use something similar? We use exactly the same. Exactly yeah, the same. Right. Exactly the same. So TransUnion, mm -hmm. Equifax, and, um, and Experian. Okay, and we have like credit score models. I think our highest credit score in America, I think is like 850, mm -hmm. you know, where you need a, in, but for loan programs, you need a minimum of like for FHA loan, you need like a 580 credit score. Mm -hmm. For conventional, you need like 620. Is it kind of the same over here in the UK is, when it comes to like credit scores? It is exactly the same. So we have okay. a, a scoring system and we got to 999. Um, it, we get, the credit scores vary. Um, I'm a big advocate of credit conduct. Okay. So I know obviously the credit score is good, but it varies from Experian, Equifax, to TransUnion. How they score you is different. And then how the mortgage lenders score you as well is very different. Mm. So what I say to people is all about your credit conduct. Okay. How you conduct your credit. So, you know, are you paying your bills on time? Are you late payments? Have you got CCJs, defaults? These are the things that are going to uh, make the difference between what type of lending you're going to get, what type of deposit you're going to have to put down. So really, really important. And what's the typical average credit score out here? Average credit score, so about 750, 800. 750, 800, okay. okay. And so now the credit conduct, so if they have, they've been paying their bills on time, mm -hmm. they're not over leveraging themselves, mm -hmm. you know, maxing out their credit cards, things of that nature, so then the lenders will, will like them. That's it. Right? Now That's what it. if the folks, for the folks who are out there who are not um, conducting their credit <laughs> in the best light, right? Like in America, there's a lot of like credit repair specialists and mm -hmm. things of that nature to help them fix their credit and repair it. Is there something similar like that here in the Not UK massively. as well? I mean, it's a growing market at the moment where people are realizing that, you know, the importance of having a credit and they're trying to fix it now. Mm -hmm. um, simple little things you can do to is, uh, you know, get registered on the, on the electoral roll. The electoral roll is where you vote. So, you know, trying to obtain finance, you're trying to borrow a quarter of a million, mm -hmm. being a white ghost against the white wall where no one's seen or heard of you, mm -hmm. then no one's gonna lend to you. So get yourself uh -huh. on the voters roll. Then that way we know where you are. Oh, that's where you live, that's who you are. We're willing to give you some money. Okay. So that's what's that that bumps up your score straight away. You go sky high. So, so wait, hold on. I just want to make sure we got yeah, this correct. Yeah, because you know, voting voting in America, I mean, it's very important. But yes. it's not increasing our credit. No, it's definitely not. <laughs> you know, they don't care if they, if you register and you vote. Mm -hmm. They're gonna say, oh, we're gonna give you an extra hundred points on your right. credit yeah. report. That's kind of different. Mm, it's called the electoral roll. We call it over here. Electoral roll. So if once you register on the electoral roll with your local authority, your local council. So we call it over here. Once mm -hmm. you register there, that bumps up your credit score straight away. Okay. Wow, what's two other tips that they can do out here to um, increase their credit score? For the folks out there who may have like 300 credit score, okay. right? How, what are the two other tips you can so do? So using your credit utilization, so not going over above 30%. So if you have a thousand pounds, you spend 300 pounds a month. You make sure you pay it back on time. That's another one. Mm -hmm. uh, down to your utilities, so water, gas, electric, pay that on time. If they can't pick you up with credit, they look at your utilities. Are you, if you've got gas registered in your, in your name, are you paying it on time? If there's late payments, if, if you defaulted, or if they've had to give you a county court judgment, mm -hmm. these are other areas that can affect you. So it's key mm -hmm. information. So they'll use alternative credit if it's not on a credit report to help qualify you or, or, or analyze your deal in underwrite. When you say alternative credit? So like in America, uh, utility, bill. utility bills. Oh, okay. Like utility, okay. yeah. cell phones, that's, that's kind of like yes. alternative yes. credit. Spartan, right? yeah, that's what we call it. Yeah, what do y'all call it? Utility bills. Y'all call it Spartan? Oh, no, I said Spartan, as in oh. yes. You oh, Spartan. Right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool, so we got the credit. So we, we, we got their credit down pack. Their score is gonna go to 750. Mm -hmm. Um, now let's talk about 
in America, we do like the pre-approval process, right? Yeah, Is yes. it kind of the same thing over here in the UK? So over here, we call it the agreement in principle. So agreement in principle. Yeah, so All that's right. the pre-approval. Okay, so agreement in principle. Break that down for us. So before you go house hunting, so you're keen, you're a first-time buyer, you're an investor, you want to go put in your offers on the property, before you go and speak to a real estate agent, you need to get pre-approved. It's absolutely key. What you don't want to do is waste the vendor. The vendor's the homeowner. You don't want to waste their time. You don't want to waste the agent's time. And more importantly, you don't want to waste your time. So looking at making sure you get pre-approved, how much can you borrow, what's your lending limit's gonna be, that's absolutely key. Mm. Is there like a max limit, loan limit out here in the UK, no. like you can borrow? No. no. So you can go, oh, wow. so it's like, so in America, like if you're trying to do like a conventional mortgage, mm -hmm. depending on, you know, what state you're in, mm -hmm. you might can go up to, you know, let's just say in New York, for example, I can own a one family home, uh, we can go to like 934000 mm -hmm. and the government will back that loan through Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Mm -hmm. is, is it kind of like the same thing out here in the UK? Not really, no. So over here, lenders, obviously their appetite for lending at the higher, they call it larger loans. Mm -hmm. So large loans amounts. The larger you get, the more pre-qualified you're going to need to be and make sure you're comfortable with that. The lenders are. But okay. no, there's no limit. There's no limit. No. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. And I'm glad that you kind of spoke and said there's no limit, mm -hmm. but since you are helping a lot of people, especially people that are just like first time buyers and they're looking to purchase, what do you guys offer? Because we have different programs that we have in the United States, you know, they're not considered first time home buyer programs. Some of them are for second time buyers, depending on your credit, depending on your debt to income ratio. Also, you can't make a, a certain amount of money above a certain number mm -hmm. to qualify. Mm -hmm. What type of down payment assistance or first-time home buyer programs you guys offer and do they have those limitations? We do. So we do have a, a couple of schemes called the Help to Buy. The Help to Buy is a government-backed scheme where they have a 5% deposit. So basically they're trying to help the people in the UK to get on the property ladder. Mm -hmm. They know lots of people with the cost of living is so high, they're struggling to save for a deposit. So in order to help them, they say you only need a 5% deposit. The government will give you a 20% deposit and back you if you buy outside of London because the cost of living outside of London is a lot cheaper, mm -hmm. and saying the property prices are cheaper. Mm -hmm. However, if you're in London, the, the local authority and the councils will give you 40% deposit. Wow. So they'll wow. back you. So what that does is that gives the lender appetite to give you more money because of the fact it's a lower loan to value. So it's a 55% loan to value if it's in London. If it's outside of London, it's like 60%. So it's where it's so cheaper, they're a lot more comfortable. Mm. So, so wait a minute, I'll make sure I got this right. I know, I want you to break, keep breaking down in numbers <laughs> yeah, for me, yeah. like 400,000 pounds, like I want to, keep breaking down. All right, so okay. you've got 100,000 pounds, you find a property in London, it's worth 100,000 pounds. If it's in London, the, gov the government will back you and give you a 40% deposit. So they'll give you 40,000 pounds mm. as wow. a deposit. You then only need to put in 5,000 pounds. What's the qualification for that? How do you, is there a process to, to, be, to get that, to get that um, assistance from the government? You have to be a first time buyer. What they don't want to do is have people manipulating the system and mm -hmm. you know, you're, you've got free homes and you're trying to use it again to get yeah. on the property ladder. So all they ask is you're a first time buyer, mm -hmm. that's all your qualifications are. That's it. How do they verify that? So you have to apply on the help to buy scheme. Mm -hmm. So you apply on the help to buy scheme it's, um, on the government portal, mm -hmm. put your details in, information, uh, your job, what you do for a living. Um, they, they work on a four and a half times ratio. So four and a half times your salary, okay. that's what they look at. Mm. How long does it take to go through that process to get approved for it? Oh, it takes like a couple of days. 
couple days. Yeah, so go put the application in. It depends on the backlog of how many cases they've got to review. Mm -hmm. That can vary or give you information on the portal to let you know if they, you know they've got a backlog, five days. But we had a client yesterday, she went and she was trying to buy in the open market and couldn't afford it. So she actually went to look on the help to buy scheme and said, she come back to us and said, guys, look, I, can, I found a property for 335,000. It's a help to buy scheme. I only need to put down 16,500. Wow. It's affordable. It's a family home that I can have for me and my kids. Can it work? She went online, she applied for it. We got her pre-approved and made it happen. So she's now moving. If she looked on the open market, she was looking like a two bedroom house with three kids. It's not gonna help her. Wow. Wow. This, wow. this is useful, helpful. Crazy. This is like impactful information. Damn. Actually, I mean, and you and it only takes up. It could take a couple of days. So like in America, everything it's, it's takes like forever. Forever. <laughs> you trying to go to the government <laughs> for anything? Now nah, you're gonna be waiting for, especially for home buying like oh, yes. programs. Mm -hmm. That could take months. Yeah. No. Nah, literally get approved. They realize that it's the importance of trying, and they don't. We're trying to make the process of buying home ownership in the UK a lot quicker and make the the process easier. Mm. So they're on there. We do our jobs. The banks do their jobs, and we just make the process a lot easier. So. And I want to break this down because, you know, we do things a little different in the United States. Yeah. So when you say deposit, mm -hmm. that's basically essential to a down payment, right? That's exactly, yes. So yes. if we're thinking just in like layman's terms, the government is giving them 40% towards their deposit slash down payment to buy an entire house yes, in London. That's right. So they, That is amazing. It's a loan. It's a five-year loan that they give you, but there's no interest to be paid on it for the first five years. Okay. Um, after five years, that's when the loan repayment, uh, repayments for the loan comes in. However, mm -hmm. what we say to people is, it's a foot on the ladder. The great thing that's been happening in England for many years is property prices keep on going up. Mm -hmm. So you buy it, you get your foot on the ladder, it goes up in value, you can either refinance, pay back that loan that the government gave you, mm -hmm. and then the home is now effectively yours. Yeah. So you've then created generational wealth for your kids, Oof. and you're moving forward, so. So the first five years, if you're a first-time home buyer, if you take the government assistance, mm -hmm. you have five years of no payments. That's right. And then wow. after that, for the life of of your duration, you have to pay back, you know, a couple dollars That's it. or pounds That's it. on a monthly basis on That's top it. of your mortgage, your mortgage payment. payment. Yeah, for the right. Loan. And then, but what if you wanted to sell your house before the five years? Mm -hmm. Do you do you have to pay back? that assistance exactly in full? That. Yes, exactly. Okay. That. So they okay. come out, they value it, and make sure that they're gonna get their money back. Mm -hmm. um, but what we try to advise people, so whenever a client comes to me, we work out what's your end goal? What are you trying to do? Right. What are you trying to work towards? We work and then we reverse engineer it. We then go mm. backwards and we say, okay, well, what we're gonna do, we're gonna map out a plan for you for the first two years. Even if you've got bad credit, you know, you're gonna go to a specialist lender, they're gonna get you on the ladder. So don't worry, you make sure you make your mortgage payments on time, you make sure you keep your head above water with your payments. In two years time, we're going to high street. We're gonna go get that high street rate. We're then gonna look about in another two years, we're gonna refinance the property or sell the property because mm -hmm. it's gone up in value. We're gonna move into a nicer home where you don't need government assistance because mm. you've increased in value over four years. So, so with, with the refinance, so you still have to pay off. If you refinance, you still have to pay off that assistance. You don't have to. You don't have to. So, you so can, they can subordinate it, yeah, you basically. Can, it's entirely up to you. So when you refinance, you can either take money out to do home improvements, mm -hmm. you can pay back the, the loan, it's entirely up to you. So if you take out money to get home improvements, the government won't say, well, you're taking out 100,000 pounds, we want our money back first. The, the loan's attached to the property. Mm. So regardless of whatever happens, the loan's attached. We do advise people and say, look, be smart about this because you've got a loan attached to the house. And that's part of the process when we're advising, we're, we've got a plan of action, mm -hmm. stick to the plan. So, and, but that's only one scheme. We've also got other schemes of, uh, such as 
the shared ownership scheme. Okay, let's talk, talk about, about that. that. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about that. That sounded interesting. So <laughs> he said that. Well, hold on. I gotta take a drink for that Look, one. We we all set up. Like <laughs> shared, we really shared, set up. Let's 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 share to that. You talk know? about that. So mm-hmm. with the shared ownership scheme, it's a part rent, part buy. Mm-hmm. So for those people that can't get on the property ladder and they need government assistance, the government will back you up to fifty percent. Wow. So the house is worth two hundred thousand. You buy fifty percent of it, so you have a fifty percent share. So you can only afford a hundred thousand. The government will say, okay, we'll buy the other fifty. You have to pay a rent. So the rent to the government you have to pay. So it's like a housing association. You pay a rent to them every month, but you're on the ladder. Some people don't like this. This um, scheme gets a lot of bad press because a lot of people want full ownership of a property. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, I'm not interested. I want to own the property. My main advocate is get on the ladder. Yeah. Get on the property so ladder. So basically, you're, you're partnering out with the government. That's it. Basically, to get on the property ladder. That's it. And then once you're on the property ladder, you can sell. And basically, it's a 50-50 split of the profit. That's it. If you refinance now, mm-hmm. if you refinance... Can you refinance the government off? And pay them off? Yeah. Right. That's not, so we call that staircasing. Okay, mm. staircasing. Talk staircasing. to us, Sam. Yeah, listen. <laughs> Let me get comfortable. Talk to us, Sam. <laughs> so with this staircasing, so for example, you, you, um, you had a job increase, salary increase. Mm-hmm. So you can now buy in increments another 25%, 10% share. So you can buy staircasing until you get full 100% ownership of the property. Mm. So again... Wow. People don't realize the benefits of it because they, it's, they, once they hear shared ownership, I don't want to share, why do I want to? But as I said, it's a foot on the ladder. Get on there for 50%. You only need, if you're buying a property um, that's worth 200, uh-huh. your share is 50%, so 100,000. You only need up to a 5% deposit for that, which is 5,000 pounds. Then over years, as your income goes up, you then staircase and you can eventually pass it on and own, own the property outright. Now, can the government, mm-hmm. s- since they are your partner, mm-hmm. right? Can, can they sell the property um, without you agreeing to it? No, no, not unless you get repossessed. Okay, so okay if you get repossessed, and that's a completely different subject completely. But mm-hmm. it's the housing association that you're going to be paying a rent to. So they just want their money back when the property goes up in value and you decide to sell. Or refinance. Mm, that's a now when the property goes up in value. Mm-hmm. So let's just say they refinance or they like they're trying to get the government off. Mm-hmm. Do they want the money that they actually put in out, or do they want a little bit more on top of that? They want the percentage. Got so it. As long as they get that percentage back, that's what they're interested. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, Information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C O R I E N T.com. Corient.com. Okay. And that's going to be all spelled out in your loan documents yeah. and everything like that. It will say exactly like this is the time frame of how exactly. you can pay us back and everything. This yes. is like your amortization right. schedule, basically. It kind of reminds me of like our lease to own programs in, yeah. in America. Like it's kind of like lease to own. Mm-hmm. It's just. It really, it really is. That's what it, it is. It is, it is <laughs> at least so, yeah. And, but it's just a different way to say so. And a lot of people, like, they discount the importance of just kind of, like you said, just getting your foot in the door, getting your, getting in, getting on the property ownership ladder. That's it. And I think this is an amazing program. And how, how often do you guys close these? Uh, we, do, we don't do many of them mm-hmm. um, because at the moment the market's been so competitive. A lot of people are doing like investments at the moment. So that's a big part of the business at the moment. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so buy to lets. So that's when you buy property to let it out. Mm-hmm. So that's playing a major part of a lot of the business we're doing currently. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So what kind of what kind of programs do you have for like the investors? So let's talk about that, right? So if somebody want to buy to let. Mm-hmm. Is it still like a five percent deposit requirement? No. So you're expected to put down a twenty five percent deposit. Mm. Okay. So a property is worth a hundred thousand you're expecting to put 25,000 down as a deposit. Okay. So you have to put what we call more skin in the game. Yes, right. yes, more skin in the game. And we were talking off camera, you said there's no closing costs out here. No, no. There's no fees, so no. there's no like taxes, no there's transfer a, fees, none of that. There's what's called a stamp duty land tax, which okay. is pay. It's not payable for, if you're a first time buyer, first time homeowner, it's not payable up to 300,000. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so in order to encourage people to get onto the property ladder, it's not payable. Once you've bought your property, then the stamp duty tax does become liable. So so if I'm buying a house that's 500000 like like for example, how much would that 3%. cost? 3%. 3%. So you're going to pay 15,000 pounds. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I mean, that's a hefty closing cost. And it that, is that would be hefty. Your, that would be your only That's the only cost. cost. Yeah. That, that uh, solicitor fee, so mm-hmm. um, conveyancer. Okay. So for carrying out legals and registering the That's property. That's what I was going to ask. You guys, like, do you have closing attorneys? Like, do you have to, yeah. like, when you close on the property, it has, it's, it's, the, it's the deposit, mm-hmm. but what else do they have to pay at the closing table? So I'll give you a quick rundown of the process. So you, you. you go through the process of you're interested in buying a home, you speak to a mortgage advisor. Mm-hmm. We advise you how much you can afford. You go out, you go house hunting and shopping. You find your dream home, you come back, we submit what's called a full mortgage application. Once the application goes in, the lender needs to do what's called an underwrite. Make sure they pre-approve you, check your documents, because you've only been pre-approved. Computer says yes prior to that. Mm-hmm. Once they do that, they check your bank statements, your ID, um, your pay slips, or if you're self-employed, they speak with your accountant and make sure everything's verified. Once they do that and they're happy with it, they do what's called a valuation. They go out and they value the property and make sure it is of value. They're lending you money based on that asset. Mm-hmm. They want to make sure it's got four walls and a ceiling and yeah. it's not about to fall down. They go out, they get happy with it, 
At the moment, we're happy having a lot of down valuations. So for example, they go out to the property, it's supposed to be buying it for 100,000. It's only worth 90. Mm. So it's been down value. They're saying, we're not quite sure it's worth 100. That happens quite a lot at the moment because everyone's a bit nervous with the property market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? You know, we're about to go to war. There's all types of stuff happening. So valuers are being very cautious when they're Got going it. out and valuing properties. Mm. Comes back, if it all comes back all okay, the mortgage gets approved. That's called a mortgage offer. Okay. There's your mortgage offer, all done. We then pass the baton onto the solicitor to legally register that property in your name. Got so it. that solicitor's then gonna make sure that you know property's registered in your name, there's no charges against it, uh-huh. all done. Mm. How long does this process take? That's how long is a piece of string. Mm. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, no I need you to close in 10 days. <laughs> now that's, that happens a lot. Everyone wants it done, speed, speed, speed. Correct. To get the speed, you need a solicitor that you've got a great relationship with. So I also advise that when you come on team with us, you get what's called part of our power team. Mm. Solicitor, accountant, um, you get us as a mortgage broker, we look out for you. So once you've got the power team in place, we all speak with each other. So we make sure as our client, you're getting the best service possible. Sometimes what happens is you get an accountant, doesn't speak to the solicitor, the solicitor doesn't speak to the broker. That brings, that slows down the process. All the time. If you're an investor, you need to make sure your power team are communicating. You know, we do conference calls. I get guys that go to auction and they need to say, look, I need you to read through this document, a legal pack, make sure it's all okay because I'm going to auction tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And they, they need speed. You get what you pay for. Mm. Mm. So that's one of the... So typically, if I wanted to buy a home here and I am so happen to be a UK resident, mm-hmm. how long would it take from approval, acquiring the property, identify the property, how long will it take me to actually go through the entire process and close? Eight to 12 weeks. Okay. Mm. And that's typical here, yeah. right? Yeah. So, right. so eight to twelve weeks from pre-approval process mm-hmm. to getting into contract keys. to closing to closing. Yeah, all right. That's not bad. That's, that's not bad at all. That's kind of like how we do it in the U.S. Not, it, not really. <laughs> not Georgia. No, no, Georgia no. different. No, no, no I'm talking weeks. about from, from, from No, he's talking about closing. I'm talking about from pre-approval. So when you get a buyer consultation, got it from pre-approval yeah, to t- shopping. Yeah, to shopping. But from but from the moment they identify the property and under contract. We're talking from you about six weeks in. No, no, like 10 days. So we, for us to get the mortgage sorted, can take up to 10 to eight, well, 10, 10 to four weeks, worst case scenario. Okay. So okay. if you know there's problems, credit problems, yeah. Yeah. that could take up to four weeks. If you're squeaky clean, good credit, no issues, it flies straight through. Lender likes you, fly straight through. Okay. They, you know, they stamp it, off you go. Then we pass the baton over to the solicitor, and then it's a case of him registering. If that other person's buying, if there's a, if there's a chain, so a chain is where you're buying off another homeowner, that homeowner's buying off another homeowner. So that's a chain of property that you're mm. in. Mm. I like that. Yeah. Fast it's very, closings. It, yeah, fast closing. It's very fast similar closing. to how we do things. Yeah. Very similar. So, all right. So let's talk terms, right? Mm-hmm. America, we do 30-year mortgages, which is common. So we do 30-year, 20-year, 15. Mm-hmm. But the most common is probably like a 30-year term, okay. mm-hmm. right? Because that's going to make get you, give you the cheapest payment possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what, what kind of terms do you guys offer over here? So in the UK, we do a mortgage term of typically 25 years. If you've got uh, facilities to pay the mortgage earlier, mm-hmm. then we advise you to do it earlier, 15, maybe you know, 20 years. However, if you're a first time buyer and you're struggling and monthly payments might be a bit tight, we've got lenders that will take you up to 40 years, mm-hmm. four zero. So your mortgage payments are gonna be low, but it's gonna help you with your payments, your monthly payments. 
the interest overall you're going to end up paying is going to be obviously higher Absolutely. because you're in it for a longer period of time. So we do explain that at the offset to make sure you're aware of that. However, it's not going to be your forever home. You're just getting on the ladder. So yeah. make those payments, get on there in two or three years time. We're going to refinance, we're going to sell up and we're going to move on anyway. Yeah. So, and what interest rates, you know, I know we can't, the market changes, right? Interest rates go up and down. <laughs> oh, but what, Listen, what, what, I like the way he said that. <laughs> let, let's just make sure we say yeah, this very clearly. Yeah, I got to be clear. We are, we are not quoting interest rates. We are interest not rates quoting. fluctuate day to day. Yes. Yes. This is an example of today. Yeah. By the time you see this episode, the rates may be higher or lower. <laughs> Absolutely. We're just giving an example. Yes. Examples only, okay? <laughs> Check with your lender, your mortgage advisor <laughs> for whatever yes. you're looking to get pre-approved or whatever. Yes. And ask them what the 100%. rates are. But... Let's just say we were doing a deal with you today, Seb. Mm -hmm. What are the rates, like if I'm a first-time home buyer, like what, what's the interest rates today? Good clean credit, you're looking at about a rate of 1.4%. 1.4% on a 25-year mortgage. Hmm. Oh, shit. You got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding okay. me. That's so almost say, free. Say it That's one more time. 1.4%? 1.4%. Money's cheap at the moment. So they're giving people, say, look. Not in America. No? Not, Not that cheap. Not in America. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen a 1.4% ever. Ever. Oh, ever. ever. We dropped down to almost 1% yeah, in the peaks wow. of the, uh, in the heart of summer last year. What was the rates prior to COVID? Oh gosh, we're looking at two. During COVID, they went up to like 3%. Uh -huh. So they, the rates did creep up and we saw that happen, but then lenders weren't sure. Some lenders backed out. We went into COVID, some lenders backed out the market and said, look, we, we're not sure we've got an appetite for this. Yeah. Other lenders were competitive. At the moment, there's a rate war going on and lenders are fighting for business. Mm. Everyone wants a piece of the action. So, what that lender won't cover, that lender will cover you and do something for you. So, oh, wow. Um, and then now they peaked up to 3% and now they dropped to 1.4%. I am excited. I wish that they get kept this same energy nah, in the United States. I wish States. they did because right now in America, our interest rates, we probably went as low as like 2.5%, 2.25% during the pandemic. Insane, yeah. But now we just rose back up to like, we're over 4% right now. Correct. Wow. On a yes. 30 a month. It's yes. ridiculous. We yeah. haven't seen rates like that. It's, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's getting kind of high. And I think by the end of the year in America, our interest rates for mortgages will be over 5%. Wow. Yeah, it's getting up so. there. And home prices are steadily increasing in America. Like right now, year over year, I think it was like a 20% increase nationwide in America yeah. on home values. And in some areas like Atlanta or Phoenix, Arizona, they're up 30 plus percent yes. wow. year over year. So is, is the market, has the market been similar over here in the UK since the pandemic? Because, yeah. you know, we see the interest rates over at 1.4, but how have home prices, have they been going up as well? It's a great question. So at the moment in the UK, there's a housing shortage. Mm -hmm. There's not enough houses. Supply for and demand. The, that's it. Same Supply thing. and demand. Now, Same thing in America. Now, we are, we're in an um, inflated, infl uh, inflated market at the moment mm -hmm. where prices are, the inflation is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. However, because of the supply and demand issue, the prices just keep on rising. And it's been doing that for years at the moment. Mm. Um, at the moment, it has gone, and we thought it was going to slow down. So the pandemic, everyone thought, oh, we're about to hit that crash. Right. Yeah. It's about to happen. Yeah. Everyone's been talking about it. Everyone's yeah. coming up. No, it didn't happen. What mm. happened is it slowed down. Mm -hmm. Everyone was kind of thinking, oh, well, are we here? Ramped straight back up again. And yeah. everyone went out in their herds and governments trying to help out and say, look, you know, get building. And because of that now, the supply and demand to go and view one property, 20 people outside one home. Wow. Sounds familiar, sounds, huh, it sounds, like, sounds like Atlanta. It sounds like the United States. Yeah. It sounds like the shortage is so low. Um, short um, Housing supply is low throughout America. Uh, specifically in Atlanta, we went from, you know, we always kept out 1.5 months of inventory. Yeah. We now have 0.8 months of inventory, less than one 
month of inventory. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. It so are they insane. just not building quick enough over in America then? Because you've got stacks of oh. land all over. Listen, we had a whole thing. It's, it's It appears that we have stacks of land. Mm, but yeah. what happens is we have a shortage. Um, same way we have a sh- shortage on lumber. Yeah. And because of that, the builder, the, the, the supply chain slowed down. The building chain slowed down. Mm-hmm. So we have to catch up. Right. And there's just too much demand to keep up with the supply. Yeah. And so, now with this war that's about to start, who yeah. knows yes, who how knows? that's going to affect everything. With yeah. Gas prices are going to go up yes. probably globally right now because of this. You know, yeah. I, I think it's, I think the supply issue is going to get worse in America. And it mm-hmm. sounds like the same here in the UK also. Yeah. We had a problem not only with just the property supplies. So, again, builders slowing down the process of building Correct. in the UK yeah. because yeah. they couldn't get materials. It can, couldn't mm-hmm. get over the borders. So we've had a nightmare which is slowing things down even more. Yeah. Let me ask you this, right? Now, in terms of... Americans coming over across the pond mm-hmm. to invest. Mm-hmm. Are there programs out here for basically foreign investors to come out here and get mortgages as well? So we, there's two types of things. There's what's called expats and foreign nationals. Okay. Now, at the moment, there's no, there's nothing in place for them from the government back to get them, encourage them to come over. Okay. So that's not in place. There's no incentives. There's no incentive whatsoever. Okay. So if you're a foreign national, which means you're not a UK citizen, there are lenders that have an appetite for lending. It's a competitive market. They want your business. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's good. How, uh, how you fit in with them? So buy to let. So if you're going to buy property as investments, mm-hmm. there's opportunities out here where you need a deposit as low as twenty percent. Okay. Mm. Yeah, so there's opportunities out there at the moment for foreign nationals to come over here and buy up. The Russians have been doing it for ages. Mm. Um, the Americans, they, there's opportunities here. You need to get over here and start doing it some more. Let's tell, tell us more. You know, yeah. tell us more about how uh, America, Americans can come over here and invest in property and some of the benefits of, of doing so. So you get the London market. The London market is at the moment booming and it has been for many years. Um, with as little as a 20% deposit, you can buy a buy-to-let investment property over in the UK. So there are lenders out there that will give you that opportunity to do it. Now, there's not massive amount of lenders, but there's a niche amount of lenders that will specialize in foreign nationals. Get your butts over here. Start looking. So with, with that being oh. said, so we put down a 20% deposit. Mm-hmm. Now, do we have to pay, I know you said it was that 3% tax fee, If it's and does that still apply if it's over 300,000? Yeah, so we still have to pay that there's tax? There's still gonna be a stamp duty liability tax that you're gonna have to pay, uh-huh. so that's still gonna be here. Um, but the main thing is, you know, buying in the right area. So mm-hmm. again, getting the right real estate agent that's going to advise you. Getting the right broker that can search the market to get a lender to suit your circumstances. That's absolutely key. Mm. We're great because we have access to the whole of the UK market. So any lender we can have access to in the UK. Okay. Where some people only have, you know, a, a, a panel or selected a handful amount of lenders. Mm-hmm. We can go to anyone. So let's talk about that for a second, right? Because you as a mortgage broker, you're shopping around these deals to the various lenders depending on the borrower's credit profile Mm -hmm. um, and what they bring to the table. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in America, we have like eight paper banks, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then we'll have like, uh, you know, BC type lenders, right? Mm-hmm. Do you guys kind of like have that same yeah, thing over here? So we call it high street lenders. Okay. So high streets are the competitive ones. Okay. Um, they're very flexible, relaxed, and what they do um, to meet their profile, it's like fitting a square into a circle though. Okay. You have to fit into what they're doing. Yeah. However, there's a specialist market, and the specialist market, they're hungry for business. They're, mm. they're doing the riskier type of lending. Mm. So they'll do like high rises, they mm. do if you've got bad credit. Um, your, your income's a bit quirky. You're paid of four different sources of income. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, you've got yeah. one. You've been uh, self-employed for one year. You've been limited. So 
they will do that for you because they've got an appetite for that type of lending. Okay. The high street, they're going to stay away from you. You know, they, they haven't really... They don't want that. They don't mm -hmm. want that. They don't the market, want the risk. If the market crashes or something happens right. and yeah. then they've got you on board and they're not too sure if you're going to pay or if that property is going to be worth what it's worth. Right. Yeah. So they won't take the risk. But the specialist market will. Mm. Oh, good Now, in the specialist market, are they doing like any type of re renovation um, loans? Because, you know, as I've traveled so far um, since I've been out here, I'm seeing a lot of these properties look kind of old mm. right mm. so i like i know people they probably don't have enough money to repair it mm. are there any programs out there to like rehab the property no also? so for we don't we don't we're very different how you guys do it because i believe you guys do give you help absolutely with the programs, so, so yeah yes. so there's programs out there for first-time home buyers mm. or or if you buy your primary residence you yeah. can use like a fha 203k which gives you like um, 100% of the rehab cost to fix up the property as well. Wow. If you're an investor, you can do like a hard money loan if you want to fix and flip right. um, and, and do things like that. So we definitely have those programs. You guys don't have those type it's of programs? It's available so for the hard money, you call it? Yeah, we call it hard money. So we call that bridging finance. Bridging okay. finance, yeah, okay. So bridging finance, like a bridge. It yeah. bridges, so what they do is that short-term loans, short-term finance. Correct, same okay. thing. So they know that you're going to buy it, you're going to flip it, you're going to add value to it. So as long as the GDV is sensible. What's GDV? Gross development value. Okay. okay. So if you're gonna increase the GDV of that property, you buy it for 100, it's gonna be worth 200, they'll give you the money to carry out the works. Okay. In order to do that, they need to see what's called a schedule of works. How long is it gonna take? What materials are you gonna need? Um, what builders are gonna come in to do it? If you give them a schedule of works, they'll give you the money for the works. They know it's going to go up in value, so they won't say, "Look, go, let's encourage you to go and do, hurry up and get that build done." That's is, good. is it a, a particular loan to value they'll they'll lend up to with so those type of? So sixty-five percent of the gross development value. Okay. So that's how. So it's kind of like the same thing in America. Most hard money lenders will go up to sixty-five percent of the ARV. Some that are aggressive or might go up to 70 or 75 same, percent same, same. but i try to tell my people stay away from yes, that because exactly. you can be shooting yourself in the foot like if the market declines you can't sell it you won't be able to refinance out of that exactly loan that. because it's a yes. short term so it's the same it's strategy exactly same same same. Yeah, so, so we're talking the same thing but different language yeah. basically yeah, that's exactly that yeah. yeah okay no that's interesting so i mean we, we're covering a, a, a lot of information here on this episode um we took, covered Americans coming over. We covered here. Americans we coming covered over. Credit. Here. Credit. All right. We covered the first time home buyer program. Which is amazing. Which I think is um, it's absolutely first, incredible. I, I think yours is better than ours. I, 100%. I, 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 40% I, I, down? 40%. You're going to give me 40% just to move? What's your programs that you guys have? It ain't 40%. It ain't 40%. <laughs> sure, like, you be lucky I mean, you get two cents. That's what I was going to say. You mean? It's like. You know, we have some programs. I mean, you know, it depends on the state. It depends on yeah. where you are because ours are just like different. Like Atlanta, they have like the Georgia Dream. They'll give you they'll give you five thousand dollars towards yeah. your down payment, but you have down payment and, and you have closing, closing costs. Yeah. We just have so many different expenses. Yeah. Um, there are some like specialty programs. I think that um, Rashana talked about in Chicago. Mm -hmm. You could probably get twenty, thirty thousand dollars there. Yeah, it depends on where you are. Yeah, but and that's typically what it is. Yeah, it's but a, your, but there's there's no red tape on. Uh -huh. Yours. Yeah. See, ours, they, there's restrictions. Like, I have people come to me, they're like, I'm ready to buy my first house. I make 100000 a year. I'm like, ah, let me stop talking right now. Mm. None of the programs in the United States support you making that much money. Yeah. You have to make less than what they consider to be, by the Census Bureau, the yeah. average income. So mm -hmm. 60000 or less or 40000 or less. If you make Working even, poor. Work, yeah. Working so if poor. you make more than that, you don't qualify. But yours is like, I don't care what you make. We're going to help you. That's why yours is better. And that's the big difference. Yeah. Um, America, like these programs, they make it so restrictive that mm -hmm. the people who really need it can't get it. Correct. Because mm -hmm. even if you can get approved for that grant, if you're making 50, 60, 
thousand, mm-hmm. you probably can't even qualify for the home, mm-hmm. depending on where you live. Yeah. Right. So it's like it doesn't even matter. But what I love of what you're saying is it doesn't matter out here. If you're a first time home buyer, there's no restrictions. Mm-hmm. We verify that you truly are first time home buyer. Mm-hmm. That's it. Here's the twenty percent or forty percent, depending on what area yeah. you buy, mm-hmm. and go out and go find you some property and get on the Damn. property ladder. America, I, I just it. feel like they make it so much more difficult. They do. They make you jump through hoops. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could take months, like literally six, seven months to go through wow. some of these programs yes. before you can even go out and now shop for a home, wow. right? You got to go through the program first just to get scrutinized by them. And so oftentimes people go through the four or six months and don't even get approved. Correct. Like it's, 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 it's a bad system. You guys mentioned the closing cost. What is the closing cost? (laughs) Closing cost. So closing cost typically is a percentage of your loan amount, just to kind of break it down like this. So if you got a half a million dollar loan, it could be 5%. Okay. You know, if you're doing like like you call a specialty loan, mm-hmm. you got bad credit, maybe it means 6% of the total cost. So you got your lender fees, mm-hmm. you got title fees, you got state tax and stamps. And you got all, all of these fees. Uh-huh. So like in New York, your closing costs, if you're buying a million dollar property, mm-hmm. oh, you got a, a mansion tax. So anything over a million dollars in New York, you got to pay an extra 1% right. to the state. Right. Oof. So the closing costs could yes. be forty, fifty thousand dollars on top of still having to put your down five, ten percent down right. as a down payment, which and is the equi- equivalent of your deposit. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. So it can get really expensive. So if someone's like, if a minimum down payment is five percent or deposit is five yeah. percent plus closing costs, somebody might come out with ten to fifteen percent total mm-hmm. out of pocket. Okay. You know, so okay. it can get really expensive. Okay. Does, expensive it, does it put a lot of people off? Does it slow it down? Yes. Yes. It does. 100%. Look, I mean, absolutely. 100%. It's, 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 people it's, don't have it's, the money. They don't have the money. They don't have the money. They want. They have the desire to purchase, but they don't have the money. Okay. So yes, it does. No, so. it makes it a little bit more difficult for people in America. Yeah. Um, to to purchase, but it's still opportunities for you to get out there because again, if you can get approved for these programs, mm-hmm. sometimes the lender can give you a credit. Yeah. To just help be patient. With closing costs. Yeah. The sellers can give credits to okay. whoever's selling the house, they can help you with closing costs as well. So there's many different things that you can do, but when you're in a, a competitive market like we yeah. are, um, and like you guys are here, mm. cash wins, right? Yeah. So yeah. If, you got, if you're not asking a seller for closing cost assistance, this, that, and the third, your offer is more than likely to get accepted, especially Correct. if you're competing against 40 other people, okay. right? Yeah. But if you're asking for a lot of stuff, you're not mm. going to get your offer accepted at all. Listen, don't ask for nothing. <laughs> just, just just try to try to win the offer. I was just looking on my um like my social media page, the house went live. It's like three hundred something thousand in Atlanta. Forty people. Forty people standing outside waiting to see one house. That's just one day. Can you imagine what happened the rest of the days? Yeah. So I mean, I know we gotta wrap this up, mm-hmm. but I wanted to at least kind of give more perspective of why people that are in the UK, they need to talk to you. Absolutely. They gotta work with you. Like there's opportunity here and I love America, but you know, you, you guys have a great opportunity here to, to own Especially property. Especially for the first time home buyer. And um, it, it's something that I definitely think is a great thing to share. Mm-hmm. So let's leave them with one more rant, mm-hmm. one more gem. Yes. Mm-hmm. Talk to the people, Seth. Your credit report, I said at the beginning, I'll say it again, make sure you sit down and look after this. This is going to be the difference between you fast-tracking your work um, and trying to get to your end goal, and it's going to be slowing you down. Get that credit report in order, Get monitor it monthly, keep an eye on it, stay at your low credit utilization, do not over uh, get too much credit, make sure you look after your credit. It's your financial CV. Financial CV. And what's, okay. your, what's your last gem? My last gem. If you want to get your offers accepted because we're in a competitive market, get your broker to put submit your mortgage offer. 
So when you're going over and trying to put an offer forward for a property, get the broker to submit it to the agents and show them that you're serious. It filters out the time wasters, it shows them that you're serious, ready to go. You'll get the pro- We do it all the time for our clients and they get the offers accepted all the time. Mm. Wow, I yeah. love that. That's a super gem. Mm. Well, tell them how to find you, Seb. Um, Seb the Mortgage Guy, that's me personally. So if you want to find out a bit about me, what I get up to on a day-to-day. Uh, but more importantly, if you're trying to get some access to finance and get on the property ladder um, and get some information and knowledge, we do a lot of it on new property finance. So that's the, um, the page you can hit us up on. Look, make sure you guys tap in with our guy, Seb. He's our guy here in the UK for anything real estate financing. Um, We're going to put all his links in the description. Um, So make sure you guys tap in with him. This was a dope-ass episode. It was an amazing episode. We learned so much. I learned a lot just by talking to you. And we need to now start looking at some properties. Yes, we do. Because it feels like there's opportunity here. 100%. (laughs) And we only got to put a 20% deposit. (laughs) And that's it. And I can immediately have me a tenant. And we can Airbnb it too. All, all of the now good things. Now you're talking. Now we're now talking. talking. Look, we got yeah. more gems to share. <laughs> but we're going to keep this, keep this short. Look, this was amazing. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Rate us on five stars on Apple. Leave a yeah. review. Share it with your community. Um, my name is Matt Garland. Um, NMLS number 587. What's my I almost ah! <laughs> NMLS number 58700, but better known as International MG. <laughs> That's a good idea. And my name is Kiana Watson, better known as International Broker Extraordinaire. License number 317576. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of The Rants and Gems. Shout out to Stark London. Peace. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.